All right, welcome back to the Weekend Warrior Show Recap Podcast. I'm Ty from the Unemployed Architects. Uh, today, sitting down with good friend, fellow musician, Ryan Wolf. How you doing, Ryan? I'm good. How you doing today? It's weird to call you Ryan. I don't normally do that. It felt awkward. Um, Wolf. I know, right? Wolf. Uh, yeah, Wolferton. <laughs> Wolferton. Um, so, uh, wanted to get into uh, your new album, which is uh, why you're here today, I think, mostly, to talk about that. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the project and uh, kind of what uh, what went into all of it? Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, as you know, the project is called No Place to Be. It's a folk album that I put together. Uh, started working on the project in May. I wanted it to be very uh, stripped back and... Uh, kind of organic sounding it's just acoustic and me singing really and it's uh seven songs seven folky songs that are basically just about uh my current lifestyle you know being on the road uh, i travel a lot and um just about the things that kind of uh go on when you know you spend your life uh, living out of a suitcase the things that are going on with you and the things that are happening back home and kind of like that contrast of uh, you know the two, and just like how it all how it all works out. So, yeah, that's awesome. And when did that album come out? When did it drop? So, um, yeah, you know, like I said, I, I finished it. Um, I actually finished everything, like the mix and everything, back in August, and I just released it on the fourteenth of October. All right. So, so it's been out for a few weeks now. And and how long did it, how, how long did the recording process take? You know, uh, the recording process, um, I know we've talked about it before. Well, it was actually... I should mention that, you know, you, you did it at my house, so I know, I know, I know a lot <laughs> right. of this information already. But isn't, this isn't for me, yeah. so, uh, you know, I'm trying to ask the for questions sure. that, I, you know, the outsider might appreciate a little bit more, uh, because obviously I know yeah, a lot of what went into it. And uh, so, yeah, right. uh, let, let's just talk about that a little bit. So you said the, the recording, you were getting ready to talk about the recording process. Yeah, you know, the recording process was um, the most simple it's ever been for me. I mean, I, I really was going for something as simple as just the sound of me playing in a in a room. And I didn't want anything, you know, much fancier than, than that, which is why, you know, it's just acoustic and vocals. But yeah, I mean, a few of the songs I had written last year, and then the rest just kind of, you know, came to me at the around spring of this year. It seems like you wrote and, a lot um, of them when you were actually here, like at my place. Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, some of the I mean, the riffs, and or the not really riffs, but some of the melodies had already kind of been there. I just needed to put words to it. And yeah, for some reason when I was staying at your place, like all these ideas that I had kind of, uh, you know, became more focused. And I don't know if that's just because, you know, we were talking about music more than I had been kind of, uh, you know, expected or anticipated to or whatever. But yeah, when I was there, you know, all these ideas just kind of came forward and I was able to record, you know, seven songs that had kind of been lingering in the back of my mind for a little while. And yeah, I mean, it's nice to have those actually recorded and out there for people to listen to. Yeah, I just remember uh, there would be whole nights where you'd come into the 
the room here that I'm actually in right now, and uh, you'd you'd have right. my my microphone, your iPad, and just kind of <laughs> spend you know yeah, I re- hours. I recorded it all right there where you're sitting. I know that's right wild now. to think about, and I that's crazy to think about. Yeah. <laughs> I know that um, with a lot of those. Uh, with a, a lot of our conversations, you know, we were talking about like uh, trying to be. Because I remember you would come out, you'd write these songs, you'd come out and you'd play them for Lola and I, and uh, we'd and I'd be like, "How's this? How's this sound?" <laughs> right, and then you'd play and it I like five just... times in a row sometimes. <laughs> and uh, right. um, but like I just remember thinking like, "Oh, these sound really good when you just sit and play them," you know, like. Uh, some yeah. of the songs that you record, I, I like a lot of the production you do in them, but sometimes I feel like uh, it kind of your your actual voice gets a little bit lost, your actual guitar gets a little bit lost, and um, it sure. was a it was a really nice uh, just contrast, and just to think like the 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 idea of the album was kind of just like what what do you sound like when you're just sitting in the living room playing, and uh, you know, and that. And, you know, I remember you, um, you know, we had conversations like that. I know your Pandemic Relief EP, actually, I had a little bit of inspiration from listening to that, you know. I thought, I think seven songs, something about that is just kind of like a sweet spot. Because, like, we, you know, as we talked about before, it's, you know, a little longer than an EP, but it's not, like, overstaying. It's welcome. And, you know, something about just, like, having that natural uh sound or whatever just like what it like sounds like there's no bs or anything it's right no very straight no auto tune no doubt vocal doubling there's just just you exactly. and a guitar and uh and i and i have and i've never like done that before because i've been so focused you know all my you know musical career into like the production and like doing all these fancy things here which and there. is great that you can do that and some yeah. of those things turn out amazing so i mean it's not to take away from that it's just to say hey here's another side of kind of what i do and i think Thanks. that's a really cool yeah. and i've said this multiple times but in a way very courageous because you know you, you, you're bearing it all you're raw this is what you sound like there's nothing to hide behind and uh i think that's uh you know pretty pretty honorable and like you know, trying to do For it sure. that way is is a and definitely you know you said the pandemic relief may have inspired that a little, but also definitely me listening to those tracks and uh, you know your process and doing it has definitely been inspiring in some of my newer recordings, and I've been thinking about I that will say more too. You know, the more I think about it, too, um, I think some of the inspiration for this came from watching Inside Lewin Davis. Oh, yeah, it's a great Another movie. time. Because I watched it, and I was just like, you know, I love the fact that, like, you have these, like, really nice-sounding songs, but there's, like, I mean, not much going on. Like, it relies on, you know, more so the lyrics and just, like, that, you know, classic folk sound. And, you know, something about that is just so, like, it's so simple. Absolutely. But at the same time, like you were saying, it's kind of uh, a nerve-wracking thing to do just because, like, you can't hide behind so many effects and you can get carried away in, you know, producing songs with, like, you know, all these other instruments going on. And, yeah, I just wanted to do something that was, like, you know, I know if I sit down and play these songs in front of people, it's not going to sound too much different than the actual recordings, which, 
yeah, I just thought was a very interesting. I, and I think you you I mean, definitely succeeded in that. I mean, I, I think that you. there's a it's very very akin to you just sitting and playing those songs. I mean, they're good takes, so it's like the best version of you doing that. But I mean, it's uh, and that's what you want with any recording. You know, you you don't want any any uh, takes where you know you're playing sloppy. You know, the idea I feel like of a lot of. Yeah recording is just like let's let's pretend like this is the absolute best take for every instrument like the vocal the guitar the bass the drums like but still kind of what it sounds like live you know to an extent is what you're shooting for but just like capturing right. it in a way that everything sounds like it was the best performance like if everybody in the band had their best night this is what this uh, that, that's always been my thinking with recording is just sure. like you know getting it so every instrument is like on their their best versions of themselves but still kind of have that live element to it which is is a hard thing to capture i think ultimately uh so oh absolutely but uh yeah it's funny you say that inside lewin davis that's probably you know and maybe in my top 10 movies it's hard to and i would say when i first watched it like i don't know if i totally got it um, I mean, I liked it, but I didn't like it as much the as... The first time I watched it, I, I, I definitely struggled to get through it, which was, you know, kind of interesting because it's, you know, something that's like, that seems right up, you know, our alley, yeah. you know, it's about music, but it's so... You know, a folk uh, singer at that, which is like, you right. know, a guy who goes around and plays his music and... Just like any folk song, I feel like that film, the more you watch it, the more you take away from it. Yeah. Like you pick up on things that seem that just like hit so close to home. I think part of the reason for me, uh Oh, <laughs> oh Brother Where Art Thou is one of my favorite movies, but there's uh Yes. I might I might I might even just say it's my favorite. I don't know. It's 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 always tough it's to great. really, you know, define what is absolutely your favorite best. But that you know, if somebody asked me, it's probably what I would end up and say because it is a great, great movie. But there's a, a level of humor in that that like really adds such a interest in the story's interesting right. and when you watch in inside Lewin Davis it's like doesn't really have it's definitely not the same vibe you know it's it definitely takes place you know it's almost a series of uh you know unfortunate misfortunate, <laughs> unfortunate events yeah just like yeah yeah basically just like all these like you know i mean real life things that happen to you know, in every day. But especially musician-wise, it's it's just like yeah. all the dumbest decisions you could make, or like, and you know, some of it's it's nice to see in that movie when you rewatch it. Like, there are reasons he's making a lot of these decisions, um, to like you know, yeah. but they tend to just be the wrong ones, and that's uh, you know, something right. uh, I think we can relate to, uh, maybe a little harder than the, <laughs> the average person. <laughs> But and then the music's great, but it's just a different, you know, it's a different vibe. All those performance sh uh, shots, you know, they're like full songs, yeah. you know, and they're like, I know, uh, I don't know. That guy is amazingly talented, you know. It's crazy. Oscar Isaac. Yeah, I mean, he's Shout he's out done. To Oscar Isaac. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'll he'll, he'll appreciate that. Um, uh, but he's done some great movies, you know, all, all around. But just to you know also be Definitely. able to sing and play that well, I mean, he's got a great voice. And then, yeah, he's a talented guy. I'm a fan of Mumford and Sons, and it was kind of cool that uh, uh, Marcus Mumford had a little, little part in one of the, uh, the the main song essentially. But those performance right. shots are so great because it's like it really kind of makes you feel like what it would have felt like to be in that room, you know, which is a hard thing to capture. I, I yeah, and it just like 
ever, everybody's so quiet. Like it, it's it's a listening room, you know. Which I, I've played shows like that here and there, and it really does kind of mm-hmm. feel like that, you know. It's like everybody's staring at you. You're kind of like on the other side of a movie screen, almost. That's what it feels like. Like if you were at the theater, you're on the big screen, and everybody's just got all their attention on you, and uh, you know you could hear a pin yeah. drop. So, uh, which you know is it's a fun it's a it's a fun spot to be. I think to play those types of shows, but it's an enormous amount of pressure as well to have all eyes on you but definitely anyway i just think that's a great movie and it's funny that that's kind of the inspiration for an album of yours i really liked but um i really like yeah but well and i also like uh you know something like the thing another thing about that movie is like there's sort of this like you know vibe of like constantly like moving forward even when all these like you know things are happening all these like negative things and sometimes i mean there's very little positive right, things right well that happen and I, I i did mention like their their the humor that like the the oh brother where art thou humor um is a lot more in your face when you rewatch inside lewin davis you start to pick up on a lot of the little things that are funny that maybe you didn't catch the first time but they're Definitely. very subtly funny like uh uh when, when he <laughs> He makes the decision. He he goes and records with uh, Justin Timberlake, whatever his character's name was, and uh, <laughs> Adam Driver's. One of the best parts of the yeah, movie. Adam Driver's background uh, singing in that outer <laughs> space is just outer hysterical, and it, and it just rubs Oscar <laughs> Isaac like the wrong way completely. And uh, he's like, "Who is this right. guy?" <laughs> um, and uh, that, it's like, "Who wrote this?" And Justin Timberlake's like, "I." <laughs> I did. And, then, like and then he makes the terrible decision to, you know, not not get any money on the back end, just get the payout right up front. And then later you hear that song on the radio and you're like, oh, man, he could have made <laughs> could have made some actual money, but he needed the money right then to do something else or or like the scene where he's uh, he, he he's auditioning for this club owner guy and they're in the club. And, uh, you know, he's playing this, like, amazing performance. Like, it's like he's so invested in it. And you could mm-hmm. tell he knows he sounds, you know, some people when when they play, well, I'll just speak from my own personal. When I play and I know I sound good, I get a feeling. And you can yeah. almost see that feeling, you know, in his face. Like, he's really putting it all out sure. there, really performing well. He knows he's killing it. Yeah. And then at the end, the guy's like, eh, I just don't see it. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I don't think it would pay very well. Yeah, but yeah, and it's just crazy because it's like you know he put everything on the line. The guy sat there like this, like the whole time, and just kind of listened. Was you know you couldn't tell, he couldn't make out any like was he enjoying it? Was he you know? And uh, then at the end, he's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, I just don't see it. And uh, you know that rejection is so just brutal because you know in a sense you know he he's playing like this amazing performance. And then, you know, mm-hmm. even then it doesn't cut it. And like that, you know, for a musician, I feel like always hitting, but like that scene hits me a little harder maybe than most because it does feel like sometimes, you know, you're in that situation and you just, no, there's nothing you can do to like, you know, get to that next level, no matter how for good sure. your performance is. But it's a great, so let, let's get back into your album. Sorry for to get sure. off on that tangent there, but that is a great movie. One, one of my uh, faves. Great movie. Uh, so yeah, definitely. let's talk. Let's go through through the EP song by song a little bit here. So song number one, title track, which is "No Place to Be," I believe. Yeah, no place to be. Uh, that was the that was kind of the 
it wasn't the first song I had written, but that was sort of the first song where I was like, oh, I have this cohesive idea to have this sort of like, not, I wouldn't even, I don't know if you would call it a road trip album, because it's kind Just of a road not album. really that. Just a road album, but uh, yeah, that was the song where I was like thinking of all these places that I've been and like sort of, you know, losing this sense of like having almost like a home in a way. Like it almost like was just this feeling of like it doesn't even like matter where I am. There's nothing to like really tie me down at this point in my life. So it's just like going all these different places and like kind of disorienting yeah in, and i do think that's way. like an archetypal kind of story you know when when somebody leaves home and then you can never really go home again you know that that idea and then you know the 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 title of the song well, it's like being no place to for be for me it was like for me it was like you know the the prose of it is like going and like seeing all these different you know places and then like the cons of it i suppose would be you know um, not so much the fear of missing out, but just, like, all these things happening, like, back home, for example, and, like, all this time passing, and um, just kind of, like, you know, waking up and realizing, like, okay, so this is, like, the you know, this is what you're sacrificing, and uh, basically, yeah, that's kind of what leads into the, the next song. Well, I, I, I want to touch a little bit more on No Place to Be. I, I, do, I do remember the time okay. that uh, you... You pretty you wrote it in a pretty quick session, and then you record it like right away. And I think that was the first song you recorded, like, and got yeah. a good take of. And you're like, "This is this is what I'm doing for this uh, this album." Or record recorded no place to be in like one take. Right. Literally, that was the only one I think I recorded in one take. Like recorded the guitar, and then obviously the vocals, and then that was it. And the cool thing about that too is you were I think giving guitar lessons in the other room. And I came home from work, and Lo was in the living room, and I was like, I have this melody in my head, Lo, and I'm like, it's going to go something like this. And I literally wrote that song in like 15 minutes, like while you were in there. Right. And by the time you came out, I, I performed it for you, and that was like the first time of me actually playing that song for like, you know, you, and it was like done. Yeah, and then and then it was recorded not much longer or later than that, right? Yeah, I, I, so yeah, maybe a couple hours later, I recorded it and, then and I re- listened to it like yeah, a thousand thirty times. times that night. <laughs> yeah, I remember checking it on a. I got that weird little speaker that's like for pe- the hearing yeah. impaired, and for some reason it you got that at like a garage sale, right? pretty much. And uh, it uh, for some reason just sounds great uh, when you when you plug a phone into yeah. it. And uh, I'm actually jealous. I really like that speaker. Yeah, it's it's a it's a one of a of kind you thing. A, you know, I don't know. Yeah, but you. I mean, you can't even play anything out of it now because you got an iphone now and it's <laughs> what it's got like a yeah. jackport yeah right? yeah I, Ox, can, I could i could get the, the bluetooth thing i got one of those for my car at least Uh-oh. so i can listen to music in the car but um mm-hmm. anyway uh but yeah i just think I gotcha. that uh you know that 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 sums up kind of at least the start of what that album what your album was you know going yeah. to become is and just the idea it's sort of like it's sort of like the setting of the the rest of the songs like that kind of sets up the setting and then like everything that follows is just like things happening within that setting and just the idea of you know you you kind of feel like you don't have anywhere to be and that's like the kind of the concept for the like you know where do you feel at home and it kind of feels like nowhere and uh 
it's both like a laid back thing, but at the same time, it's like also kind of terrifies me, right? A little bit. Like I don't know. I don't want. Like I don't. I don't know how I could get like complacent, like forever, you know, with with that kind of lifestyle. But it's been interesting. That's for sure. All right, and then that brings us to track number two. So what what was what's track number two? I can't remember offhand. So so track two is already gone. And that was a later track you wrote, if I recall correctly, wasn't? Uh, I feel like you had. I think that might have been the last right. one. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Second to last. I think I think that sounds right. Yeah, I just uh, that one was you know that that's a pretty like straightforward song. I would say it's kind of. A little bit emotional for me, I guess. Um, I think I I didn't write that in particular, like about one thing, like in particular. There are actually like a few different things that I kind of tied together. But basically, the sense is just like you know, um, nothing really like matters at that point. Like you're already gone, man. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, it's got a cool melody. I like that part where it goes really low with the vocal. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah. So, and then the track number three, <laughs> track number three is, uh, only time will tell. Yeah. That one's a fun, I just feel like that one has like a really nice catchy chorus. I mean, the whole song's really yeah. catchy, but it's just like, it sticks in my head pretty easy. <clears throat> yeah. That was the one that was a little bit, uh, more like detached, and a little bit, like, I, I kind of wanted to paint this sort of, like, nightmarish, you know, hell, basically, where, uh, you know, these events were kind of, like, happening. And it's almost almost dreamlike in a way. A little bit more abstract and I wanted to go for, than, like, no place to be, which is, like, this is exactly yeah. what, you know, kind of how I'm feeling and what my life's like, whereas that this song... Uh, it's a little bit more open for interpretation, right. I think. But de- definitely a super catchy tune, and I uh, definitely dig it. After that, we have... We have Wondering. Wondering. That that one, you know, I, I, I forget about that one a lot, but when it comes on, I'm like, <laughs> man, this is a good tune every time. Hey, thanks. Yeah, don't forget. Don't forget now. But uh, I think Wondering is probably, probably my second favorite on the project that was actually one that i had written last year right like at the beginning of last year and just never really did anything with it you know i made a video of it so i wouldn't forget but i always loved that uh that finger picking yeah and for whatever that really brings like a different vibe to the album because all the other songs are pretty much just chord kind of um right i mean but it but it has that uh it actually has that sort of traditional like folk structure where it kind of like, you know, starts on one chord, goes to another, goes back, and then, you know, adds like one more chord that's like different. But it, it's very simple. Like it's just like a three chord folk structure yeah. that you've probably heard before. I just kind of played it, you know, a little differently. Yeah, your finger picking other. part yeah. is, is definitely more on the interesting side than just kind of, you know, throwing some chords and together. The, and the reason I wanted to include that song is because I think it had, you know, it fit exactly the vibe of what I was going for exactly. on this project, even though I had written it last year. And I think we we had a few conversations about, you know, whether you, you, you thought it would fit or I thought it would fit. And I think we both kind of agreed that it would be a nice, nice addition. And it's, I mean, yeah, because it's just about, like, time basically passing by. And, like, thinking about all these things that, like, maybe have happened 
like you know i don't know <laughs> like you know i don't know um yeah and it's definitely a catchy yeah. tune uh the the so that's tra- word of track number four which is so we're on track five, oh, five. Uh, okay. on my way on my way right this one which, has a really yeah. traditional folk sound to me for out of all the songs yeah definitely i feel like this one has like it just it it, it like reminds me of a song it kind of reminds me of a song i've heard but it's like not one that i know you know what i mean because it's 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 yeah, very sure. like structured and the way you play it is very attuned to kind of that folk style for sure yeah i just like how it starts off like in the morning and then in the afternoon and then the evening just like another one of those songs that kind of like drives this like continuing story a little bit yeah I, i always like songs like that where it's like the form of the song almost takes over when you're writing it instead of like you know, you're, you're being really involved in every line. You're like, well, the structure of the song is this, so I kind of kind of leads you down maybe a different road than you might have gotten to if you had, you know, tried to, you know, not pay attention to structure of the song and just write it, you know? So I, I always think that's kind of exactly. an, interesting, an interesting idea and makes for something kind of more unique in a lot of ways. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, the ne- the next song is Wishes, which all right, so I think is your favorite. Yeah, yeah, favorite we'll, we'll talk about this project. one maybe a little longer than the rest because I do I do feel like this is one of my favorites from the album. I I tend you know my my yeah. the way I veer most of the time is a little bit darker than I think um, some of your your other tune. I mean, not that they don't have yeah. their little little hints of you know things you're saying that are dark, yeah. but this song, yeah, um, you know. It, I think part of it is it's so relatable. You know, everybody's experienced loss in some way, and everybody right. wishes things about themselves that uh, were and different. Loss can loss can mean a lot of things too. Yeah, whether it's you know, um, like death, obviously, but like also just like you know, forgetting. You know, people just like you know, as time goes on, just kind of like losing touch with you know certain people that maybe you think about every once in a while, but. You know, you never got the chance to, you know, just, like, have that conversation with them one last time. Yeah. And, like, you know, I really appreciate, you know, what you, what you meant in my life sort of thing. Yeah. but And that was a song that I had, that was a, the other song that I had actually written last year. But um, with all this, you know, grief that I had been experiencing this past year, I felt, I felt like that was just one that, like, I had to put on this project, like... I don't know, the lyrics kind of hit so close to home that I was just like, you know, I, I might regret regret it if I don't put this on there. I, I always, I don't know. It was kind of a last-minute decision, actually. Yeah, and I, we, we had a little bit. definitely more than a handful of conversations. And you kind of helped me make that. <laughs> I pushed very hard for that to make the cut. Um, but, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. There's just something, like, I, I heard your original recording of it, and I really liked the song then, but um, there was just something. And I actually prefer that original <laughs> Yeah, recording. but they're with the double vocals. For, and, for me, though, you know, when you were here and you would just play that song on the couch, I was like, this just needs to be captured in some way. This, this, hmm. because I feel like it just, you know, it, there's there you're you're laying it, you know, more you're more vulnerable in this. Because it's a very yeah. vulnerable song to begin with, and I feel like right. you know, just you sitting and playing it as if you were, you know, in the living room. There's just like a more vulnerable. There's a you just. It, there's more. I just feel like raw. whenever I whenever I like listen to that one, it it's almost just like me talking. 
Like, I didn't really, like, try that hard with that song, I, and I think that actually plays in it. It accentuates exactly. it, for sure. And, uh, for sure. I don't know, like I said, that song just always hit, hits me a little bit hard when I hear it. Like, I, I remember doing, like, a, a, yeah. a recording where... Yeah, for sure. And I, and I think, I mean, it's probably the one that I enjoy playing the least even because it, it does hit so right. close to home and when i when i initially wrote it last year you know i was going through some crap that was you know really tough at the time and i mean that was just i mean that one also came like you know pretty quick i think songs like that just come pretty quick yeah. you know because it's like you don't have to think about it like when you have like those kinds of thoughts like it's like you just like write them down essentially like and then also i uh, do i do think there's something to it you know you're kind of saying you, it was kind of a song that you don't feel like you had to try that hard to sing there's something about the the effortlessness in your voice in that song where you know you're almost talking but the melody's still really nice in it like i i it's catchy it catches me but it's just a really nice vocal tone for sure on top of you know the, just, the simple yeah simple chords. you know two chords oh you're frozen and you know that melody stays pretty consistent i would say right um but yeah and then the last song on the album is end of the road which kind of just wraps up everything yeah and i think you wrote that actually a little sooner than um it wasn't quite the end of the song but when you wrote or the end of the last song you wrote or anything but when you wrote it so you were like this would be a great I think ending I, yeah i think i wrote end of the road actually after no place to be because like my my thinking was, you know, if I have a start song, because I knew No Place to Be was going to be the first song, I was like, okay, now I need a la the last song on there to sort of wrap up everything that comes in between the two. And so that was kind of the concept, just like... Here's your start, going, here's your finish. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, now I just, just fill in the gaps. In, yeah. Exactly. And that's a cool... Yeah, that made it... And that made it so much easier to just, like, you know, finish the whole thing. Right. And, well, yeah, it, tie it was it, it, ma it makes for a very coherent album, kind of. You know, like uh, these are the folk songs. Sure. So the folk part and the performance style you pick to do it ties everything together really nice. But then having that song at the beginning, sure. uh, you know, no place to be, which kind of inspired the whole thing. And then at the very end, record uh, um, the song uh, "End of the Road." You know, kind of put, putting a I period. Like to, yeah, on I like it. to think of it. I like to think of it like if No Place to Be is the introduction and then the other songs that come before Under the Road are sort of just like the, you know, the things that are happening the in this setting. And then End of the Road is sort of that conclusion. Right. And sort of like that review of like what we were talking about the whole time. Yeah. You know, grie grief, uncertainty, travel, how these things basically affect your your mindset over and that a one's a little bit on the longer side if i recall correctly right than some of the other ones yeah it's it's barely over four minutes long right which is you know because most of the songs i write are within that two and three well especially for mark. this project because you know it's just you and a guitar yeah. there's nothing to fill in those extra spaces so you just kind of you know write in your face right away and everything and uh, what i like about it overall is like you know it's seven songs but the project is under 20 minutes. Yeah. So it's like, it's very short and sweet. And something about that brevity is like, you can just like go back and like listen to it again. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's not exceeding its welcome, which is easy to do when you have songs like, you know, that push that seven song. Yeah. Like a, whatever. like a 14 track 
album with multiple right. songs that are over five minutes I, might not be a great idea. I, yeah, for sure. But all right, well, for that sure. I think I think we covered it. Is there anything else you want to yeah. say about the project or? Yeah. Well, first of all, again, you know, it's no place to be. It's out on all streaming platforms. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Music. Just about anything you stream music on, you should be able to find it. Um, if you want to check out my YouTube, Ryan Edward Wolf, I have a couple music videos to accompany a few of the songs on there. I have uh, a lyric video that was pretty cool that I had somebody on Fiverr do. That turned out really cool, I think. Yeah, I like so it. So that's worth checking out. That's, that's for the song Only Time Will Tell. But yeah, uh, go check it out. And uh, yeah, Tyler, I really appreciate you doing this and you know being able to talk about the songs a little bit yeah. it's kind of kind of cool and uh so i'll try to put all the links and everything like in the description to so you can click on the album really easy and uh give that a stream so i think i think that's it uh appreciate you coming by and uh i'm sure we'll talk again pretty soon definitely right. tyler thanks again awesome thanks anybody who took the time to listen and we'll talk to you next time all right bye Thank you.